Hey guys, welcome to the Humble Adventures podcast. My name is Ethan Essig and we are here to bring you stories of adventure, travel, creativity, and just loving life. All right, so today we have our 11th episode with Mr. Damon Arredondo. Damon is native to Kansas City, but he has traveled all over the world. He has lived from Costa Rica, Colorado, up in up to Canada, so quite a variety. Um, Damon, you know, started out exploring the world. Now he has a family. He loves beer. Just going to talk about the beer. Him and I recorded this podcast at his brewery. It's called Strange Days Brewing. It is in Kansas City in the River Market. It's awesome, delicious. The IPAs, they're just so good. There's one with a hint of jalapeno. Uh, I had one of those while we were recording this. It was pretty delicious. So, um, Damon and I actually went to high school together, and it had been a really long time since I'd seen him. So, he's a few years older than me, but it's uh, it's always cool to you know find that people went down a similar path than you, at least when it comes to like the philosophies of life and things like that. So, um, I definitely appreciate his time. I'm sure he's going to be on the podcast again um, and looking forward to hanging out. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast for the week. Um, Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Some updates. Changes are coming to the Humble Adventure store. I messed up on some pricing, adding some sweatshirts since it is cold. We all know everybody wants a Humble Adventure sweatshirt for the cold times. Also, we are one week away from the Raw Artist Show in Kansas City. Uh, You can go to rawartist.org slash humbleadventures to buy tickets from me and support me. Um, Even if you're not going to support me, I encourage you to do it for somebody else and go check out some of the artists of Kansas City. I know... I know all of us will appreciate it, and we're looking forward to seeing you there. So thank you very much. Also, today we're going to have um, a little bit of information about Anchor, the podcasting platform that I'm using to distribute this show. I love it, and right after this, you're going to hear some more on it. So thank you guys very much. I appreciate it, and enjoy the show. Damon on the Humble Adventures podcast. We're hanging out in his brewery. Damon, you want to say hello? How's it going, everybody? Appreciate you all, all thousands of you listening in. Yes. So where are we hanging out at right now? We are... the brewery shout out. Yeah, so we're in the tap room of Strange Days Brewing at 316 Oak Street uh, in City Market. So... If anybody knows where the cold storage lofts are, we are catty corner to it. Uh, it's a great location. We're a block, uh, block and a half east of the streetcar stop, and uh, it's a pretty, it's an awesome location. We got a great uh, open uh, space, and and you can see the brewery in there, which is where I spend way too much time, and 
yeah it's a pretty cool location we do it we play a lot of international soccer games and rugby games and every yeah. sport monday night we had the football game and had about 40 people in here so it's a nice. it's a really cool location very family friendly as well we even have n64 on an old tv yeah dude i noticed that i was gonna ask you if that actually works oh yeah yeah it works I, okay. i've played mario kart on there multiple times all right and goldeneye okay i'll have to i'll have to do that sometime Alyssa's sister would love the mario kart on there that's for sure nice um all right so damn it this is a travel podcast, so why don't you give us a kind of background on, you You and I had pretty similar upbringings here in Kansas City in the Midwest, and you know, you've been all over the world now, found a lot of adventure, so how, how did that kind of start for you in Kansas City of all places? Yeah. Um, I haven't. Here, try three inches from. I haven't been nearly as far as, or or, you know, in places around the world as I've wanted. But uh, um, I don't know. For me, it was always. I just felt that there was always more. um, Out there, Kansas City could definitely be like a small. yeah, just kind of, you know, that you get in your bubble and you, you stay yeah. in your own suburb or especially yeah. where, where we were from. It was definitely like suburban, typical Dude. suburban life. 100%. Um, and I don't know. I just always felt more. And like my sister, my older sister was very uh, into traveling and stuff. And, and so we visited her and, and uh, yeah, uh, that helped. And um, I think the high school I went to helped me want to get out and see other places right. to right. like made me want to like leave you um, hate, like, looking back, you know, we both went to the same high school but looking yeah. back and being like i felt so trapped <laughs> yeah definitely and uh it wasn't it wasn't the healthiest culture and all yeah. that too yeah, so yeah, yeah. um i'm i'm also like not sure how open i should get on this well um, hey, i mean whatever i'm an adult yeah yeah we're adults here. We are adults. So, I mean, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Neither of us are donating anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My parents may have, but I yeah. am not. Plus, I need money for that, and I do not have it. Um, yeah, I would definitely hoard that. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. It, it was just all, I felt there was always bigger and better out there. And, and yeah. you know, it was one, one thing that always stood out to me is, like, at our school, in our class, we had one black kid when we started. Yeah. And within, I don't know not even the first semester he was gone um and that really kind of like i thought about that a lot more like a couple years later but i really thought about that was like we're clearly not in a healthy environment for anyone who doesn't look white or italian or yeah you know i was a minority and i'm yeah half german and i'm just a slightly darker skinned white person yeah. Um, yeah. But I was, a lot of my friends called me the Mexican because my last name is Mexican, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> this entire time, I thought, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Well, good thing to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, it is, I just like traveling, and, and that kind of, I knew there was more out there, and so kind of once I started, I, I got hooked. Um, yeah. And, you know, I credit a lot of that too. There's one girl I dated in high school, and she was always she introduced me to music and yeah, 
art and culture and all that stuff and i really got into it and you know i credit that too and and uh i don't know now i want to like that's all i want to do outside of making beer and and yeah um challenge the industry and challenge people i want to travel so the goal is small house travel yeah that's about it why not yeah that's it there's definitely more to uh have the small house and go out and see the world and yeah. To, and yeah. Okay. So, where are some of the uh, places you've been since you know breaking out of Kansas City? Mm. I would say, well, when I was in high school, my sister was studying in Sevilla, Spain, mm-hmm. um, and that was that was an unbelievable experience, uh, and that kind of lit the fire a little bit. But uh, when I first got to college, I wanted to do more, so I went to Haiti twice. Yeah. Um, in the span of and twice in less than a year, I believe. Um, and that was pretty eye-opening. That was kind of – that's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. And so – Was that around the time of the hurricane? And the earthquake and that yeah, – yeah. So there is – yeah, hur- there was a hurricane like six months before that earthquake. Okay. And so it was just like, you know, when it rains, it pours. It, it, it got from bad to worse. Yeah. Um, but – um yeah so that was that was an eye-opening experience but uh so their family traveled we had multiple foreign exchange students too mm-hmm. um so that was incentive to go visit them so we did uh central europe um and i've been there a couple times i went to brew school in germany um, so I, a couple of my buddies jumped in a car and traveled to multiple countries. Yeah. Um, my wife and I just did a road trip or, uh, yeah, a road trip in Belgium oh, and nice. hit up a Trappist breweries and some other stuff. But, uh, yeah. uh, we also did, uh, lived in Costa Rica for, I was there, I believe seven months. My wife was there a month longer. Okay. Uh, and then lived in Revelstoke, Canada, which is Eastern British Columbia on the Trans-Canada Highway, and then uh, lived in Oregon, Colorado, and just kept traveling. Yeah. Kept, well, as best we could. We got a little stagnant at a few points, but um, yeah. trying to trying to live and survive. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's just life, I yeah. guess. So, um, I do, I kind of want to pause. So, was Costa Rica one of the longer times you've been out of the United States. Yeah, so that was the longest. So okay. Yeah, that was. Uh, I had I graduated. That was uh, May of 2012. So I had graduated, and two days later, flew to three days later through the flew to Costa Rica. Oh and yeah. So, yeah, that was an excuse to uh, avoid the real world. Yeah. Um, and so my wife, I, I think her graduate degree was also an excuse to live in costa rica so her program sustainable tourism was one year texas which was terrible and one year costa rica um so it it just fit you know time wise and everything so i avoided the real world played a little semi-pro basketball they paid me in taco bell there there did they really yeah instead of chips they they have french fries that is insane. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. It is pretty cool. They couldn't really pay me, so they were just like, we'll give you, we'll buy you Taco Bell. I was like, okay, I'm okay with so that. Where'd you live in Costa Rica? Uh, it was a town called Turrialba. It was about, um, 
an hour and a half, two hours southeast of San Jose. It was kind of in the mountains. Um, And there's no, like, highway. It's Mm -hmm. it's like a two-lane road uh, that, like, is a little bit wider than a country road. Yeah. Um, And uh, so it was kind of in the mountains. There's a a big river that went through there. Uh, And while we were there, uh, there was an earthquake, and the only active volcano, which was Arenal, um, Mm -hmm. went dormant. And then Turrialba, the mountain, became active. And that was really cool. Yeah. I experienced my first earthquake there, too, which was pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty crazy feeling. Yeah. Um, but uh, it there's a lot of things about that country that's amazing. And then there's some other things. Like, they pride themselves in being the most, um, uh, what do I want to say, the most uh, developed country in Central America. Mm-hmm. But you still have to slide some money under the table to get things done. So yeah. I'm like, well, for a developed country, that's not very developed. But um, yeah. You know, yeah. I guess in comparison to Panama and Nicaragua, I guess that's uh, very yeah. developed. Well, Wilson and I went there this summer, and it was just kind of crazy. I'd never been somewhere like that, or I haven't been south of Mexico, so yeah, it's the most undeveloped place I've ever been. But yeah, and, and there's definitely some places. So if anyone's ever been to Mexico or like Cancun or whatever, you'll know like on the beach side, yeah. it's unbelievable. All these amazing places and like literally across the street are like shanty houses where yeah. the people who work live and, and they get paid the garbage yeah. and all that stuff. And so Costa Rica was kind of the same where yeah. you would drive and you would pass through these these towns and, yeah. you know, you also can't look at these places through your american lens you have to look through it through what's the culture like there and are people comfortable and stuff and for the most part they are but like still um they're not allowing i i felt like they weren't allowing the people there to improve uh, the way you know they wanted um Mm -hmm. they were still kind of screwing them over pay wise and stuff and i remember uh there are a few people who got sick and they would jump to the front of the line and they're the line was probably like 30 people deep at the hospital, but like Damn. the Americans would just jump to the front, yeah. you know? And, and was that like a money thing? Uh, like they just knew that well, the Americans could pay more. I, th- I also think it's more, um, people would, you know, they just catered to the tourists because oh, okay. that's, you know, they're a tourism economy. So we want that money to come back. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So give them the good, the best experience so that they keep yeah. coming back and tell all their friends and stuff. So, gotcha. um, uh, yeah. So I kind of had issues with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was nice, Yeah. but at the same time, like, okay, you got like 40 people in line and they could be way worse. And someone yeah. like one of us just has like diarrhea yeah you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know you could just sit on the toilet and wait it out or just run to the hospital gonna, and jump yeah. a line we're gonna be okay <laughs> exactly no, for sure i i thought while i was there i mean again given this is like the tourist lens i didn't immerse myself there for uh, an extended period of time but everyone i don't know i feel like i've never been a place where people have been happier yeah. Um, well, they've also been voted the happiest people in the world. Oh, really? But they're also the angriest athletes ever. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, so, playing basketball, you had, like, a... Yeah, so every game, at least one person got kicked out of the gym, like a basketball <laughs> player. Like, they would, like, try to... It was, it was crazy. Even in soccer, like, if you even, like, shoved them a little bit, they were, like, they were pissed. But 
uh, in basketball, I don't know how many times, and I spoke decent enough Spanish to understand what was going on. Yeah. Um, but I would pretend like I didn't know anything. Yeah. And so all I would say is tranquilo, 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 which is like chill. Yeah. Uh, like, and uh, so I would say tranquilo, and they would start yelling at me because I was the American. And they want to beat me up, and I would like come home with black eyes and and stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I averaged like almost twenty points a game, and probably half Shit. of them were free throws. That is awesome. But yeah, these guys would get so pissed, and I would just tell them tranquilo, <laughs> which would piss them off more. Uh, yeah. And yeah, before I knew it, they would get angry and start yelling at people <laughs> and get kicked out. It was it was a good time. Yeah, that is awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I guess for the audience, we we both played on the pious basketball team. I was just terrible at basketball. I wasn't that good either. I thought I was a lot better than I was. Yeah. I, I lowered to like eight feet at my house and then <laughs> pretend I'm in the NBA, which yeah. I think is fair. If you're seven feet and playing the NBA – I'm six foot. I should get a lower goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Handicap. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So, you lived in Costa Rica for a while. So, that was awesome experience. And then you go way north. What's the difference there? Yeah. So, we went to... a jacket, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Costa Rica was great because, like, in the first month, I lost, like, 20 pounds just from constantly sweating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, like, all organic locally grown produce so i was we hardly ate meat and it was just like fruits vegetables sweating playing sports all the time and then like i would like sweat eating yeah no not tequila so they had cacique it was like rum it was like it was like a poor man's rum it was terrible um (laughs) but it was cheap it was like you'd get a pint for like a dollar um uh but anyways so canada after that so part of my wife's school program was uh, it was a year, a school year, Texas, a um, a full semester, and then some in Costa Rica, and then she had to do an internship the last semester, and that was in Canada. So we went to Revelstoke, which is on Highway One, East uh, British Columbia. I, I believe it was about three hours west of Banff. Okay. Um, but it had the most, it was a ski resort town and it had mm-hmm. the most vert in North America. So from bottom gondola to top chairlift, it was like 5,700, yeah. uh, feet. Okay. And then you hike another 20 minutes, you're over 6,000 vertical drop. And that was amazing. So that was, uh, if you did it right, you could take about 45 minutes going down. And if you coasted, you know, if you were ripping, you could do it in 15, but, yeah. um, uh, yeah, that's still I would go I would like do two laps and then I would take a nap and have lunch and then I would so every other day I was I was volunteering at a at a brewery yeah it's called Mount Begbie uh, they did good stuff a lot of European beers and then uh, yeah um, snowboarded yeah. so yeah I got a discount for season pass because my wife worked her internship was at the chamber oh, so yeah, so it was like snowboard every other day and then on one of the best ski resorts in North America and then volunteer at a brewery. So that was like I wanted to live there. I wanted to be there yeah, forever. My yeah. wife's like I she we had never seen that much snow. Yeah. And it was also a bad snow season too, so it was it was still the most amount of snow we've seen, but she was just like she wasn't down for that. I was like, let's yeah. do anything to stay here. Yeah. Cuz even during the summer they have like some of the best uh, mountain biking too yeah um and i was all about that but yeah you know 
life and, and reality set in and where she, you know, she was like, okay, we should probably go back to the United States because we're not allowed to be here for longer than three months. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fun. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like she's uh, kind of the rational side of your existence a little bit. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, I, I need that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was up to me, my head would be in the clouds, man. Dude, uh, I don't even know what I would be doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd probably be homeless. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd probably. Yeah, I'd be um, the crazy guy. Yeah. Huh? I'd be the crazy guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am, but like yeah. more. Yeah. More. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up that dial. For sure. Wait, so you, um, you guys met in Costa Rica? No. So we met. Long story short, I played two years of college basketball in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Got over sports. It was like a lot of politics. It was glorified high school. It was D2 NAIA. Um, but uh, transferred schools to Mesa State and Grand Junction, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And my wife, who's from St. Joe, was working at the university okay. and um, met her there at a dive bar. Okay. Fell in love, followed her, and the rest was history. Nice. Yeah. Got That's her drunk, cool. we made out, and the rest was history. Boom. Yep. It's a similar, I mean, Alyssa and I knew each other from high school, but it was a similar dive bar encounter in Maryville. Yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah. Like re reignited? Yeah. Gotcha. She, like, said that she wanted a ball python, and I was like, well, I got, like, a ton of ball pythons, which I did at the time. That's weird. Yeah, I know, right? And creepy. It is literally the creepiest. You don't have any anymore. Getting married story ever. Yeah. And you're like... You want to hang out with my python? Yeah. 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 You want to grab my python? You, see? These That's are disgusting. These things that make telling our, our falling in love story so hard is the pythons involved. <laughs> these python jokes yeah, are the worst. It, it'll quite literally never end. Yeah. Hopefully, like, people's parents don't listen to this. Yeah. Nah, they probably do. Okay. It's, a, it's okay. It's okay. It was PG. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing bad. Just don't play it in front of your kids. Yeah. But, uh... I don't know. I they left room for a Jesus. Dose of reality, <laughs> but um, so so you guys went to Costa Rica together. Yep. Yeah. So we, I, uh, my, yeah, I, you know, fell in love with Emily and and uh, uh, followed her actually to University of North Texas in mm-hmm. Denton, Texas, and uh, okay. that was the first year of her program. Um, UNT was was the her schools where she got her master's from, and so. Uh, my senior year was done there. All my credits transferred back to Mesa State. So it's funny. Okay. I, I I went to three schools. Yeah. And the one I graduated from officially uh-huh. was the one I spent the least amount of time and credits at. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, but that's, that's awesome. all right. It, it worked out. So. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mom. Yeah, my mom did a similar thing. But hey, you know, it's cool. Um. So then you. So. Uh, so I do have to make a plug on that. So okay. what was really cool. Um, uh, the program I went through is called the National Student Exchange Program. Yeah. And so you could, and there's tons of accredited schools in this exchange program. And uh, so what what you do is uh, you go to a college and you say, okay, I, it, especially one that's part of this, uh, say, hey, I want to pursue or I want to experience another part of the country. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is create a uh, a path, a major. Yeah, you know, decide, talk to your dean, and 
say, I'm, I want to go to this school for a full year. You could even do a full year and say, what, here's the, here's the list of courses. What courses equal the path that I'm pursuing at this school? So it's like, if, if you have 10 marketing or 12 marketing credits you have mm-hmm. to do, you say, you get them the catalog and you say, Hey, look at all those classes, which ones that I can take will fill these requirements at this school and I could transfer and still pay the exact same as I would at my home school. So if you do, if you go to like uh, Northwest Missouri state, like you did and they're say they're a part of the program and you want to go to like uh, university of Washington in Seattle, then you just uh, say, Hey, I want to go there as part of this exchange program. You pay the same thing, all your credits transfer back and you're spending a full year in an amazing place. Yeah. Um, and still with in-state tuition. That's pretty cost. Because like, exa- like a Northwest or a something, the tuition is just like super cheap in yeah. comparison. So mm-hmm. that's and a it's good plug. N- yeah, and it's not like um, Maryville is a really exotic place. So it, it was not, um, but it did. Sorry, Maryville. Other but, areas of the world, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Um, um, but yeah, anyways, if you have kids or you're in college, mm-hmm. um, do that or suggest it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can put that in the show notes. Like, if you got a link or whatever, we can plug that in. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's just yeah, a Google search. Google. National Student Exchange Program. Okay. Yep. Bing. Use Bing. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> but it works out. Um, well, cool. Yeah, I kind of wish I would have known about that. But Yeah, me too. After like, If I would have known about that before my senior year, yeah. that would have been amazing. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, okay, I'm going to Hawaii. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Hey, what your sister did. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, Hawaii's dope. <laughs> um, okay. So you had the... Uh, the kind of theme that I'm picking up here is, okay, you're traveling with your wife all the time, so or, or a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a big part of your guys' relationship? Or yeah, definitely. My my wife's uh, she traveled. I mean, when she like her college, she did a, a semester in Australia and then did um, out out of college. She had a job for a while just so she could afford traveling for a hundred days in Europe. And nice. uh, she did a marathon in Antarctica and um, she's done amazing stuff. And so it was, um, you know, that was kind of inspiration too. It was like, she's a traveler. She always wanted to travel, you know, having someone to kind of challenge you to travel to is, is yeah. nice. Um, so, yeah, we kind of pushed each other. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's always a good combo. So, uh, and then the kind of second theme with all your travel is I hear beer a lot, which yep. we're here drinking. And we're delicious beer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Yeah, we got a strawberry milkshake IPA on right yeah. now. Uh, that's really nice. I put a, a decent amount of strawberry puree and, and yeah. there's some lactose sugar to kind of give that creaminess and mouthfeel and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that turned out really well. It's yeah. really popular. It's delicious. Yeah. I've got a, um, I'm not a fan of the name. It's just Mexican IPA. The only thing that makes it Mexican is the stereotype of yeah. the ingredients. So jalapeno yeah. and lime. And it really bothers me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called that. Cause I'm like, hey. it's more like Southern California. Yeah. Um, yeah, like flavors, oh, okay, okay, okay. but uh, 
Yeah, or Tex-Mex. We should probably call it like Tex-Mex, which is like okay. an American bastardization of Mexican food. Yeah. Um, so like Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. So good though. <laughs> it's so good. That's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll just you call hate it, it a new thing, you know. Yeah. But anyways, it's uh so we call it a Mexican IPA. It's got uh, you know lime and and jalapenos, and it's not very bitter. Or uh, it's also not very spicy, but, you know, it's yeah. got both flavors. It's just tasty, and we put some good hop aroma and stuff in it, too. So. Dope. Um, yeah, and, and I've got – I've only been here about three month, or three weeks, uh, almost a month, and nothing of that's on tap really is mine. I've had my hands in a few things, but the schedule is kind of set. But yeah. this Friday, the first of my stuff is coming out, so that's oh, exciting. Nice, yeah, nice. yeah, we're doing a light uh, – light uh farmhouse uh so like a table belgian yeah. table beer and and easy drinking and so that's exciting i just cool. i like drinkable beers i like yeah. you know just easy drinking things you could pound three and be okay yeah um, yeah and so yeah i'm just excited about Not that like uh three 12 percents in a row or something like yeah that. i'd be asleep yeah for real or like breaking things it, yeah <laughs> um yeah, well, it's my birthday next week, so... Party. Yeah, I do have a 12% beer. And, yeah, yeah, try some of this stuff. Um, so where were, what were kind of your first international experiences with beer? Um, well, international experience. Well, there's a lot of international... Besides, know, like, a, okay, imports. Say, I'll get more specific. You're in another country and you're having their beer oh, rather okay. than like that. <laughs> I go to High V and get Blue Moon yeah. and then yeah. Belgium. Uh, I I would say when I was in Spain uh, okay. visiting my sister when she was in Costa Rica. I was in high school still, but okay. of legal drinking age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, just had some Spanish beer, which was garbage, but uh, you know they try they kind of had their own take on a few things and uh, yeah. Um, and then got into some of the other beers so I went to like an Irish pub and had actual Guinness which there which tastes very different um, which by the way a lot of people think Guinness is an ale uh, most of what they brew is a lager or they oh. actually do sour uh, Guinness and then blend it in so it has a little tartness which makes it very you know much lighter and easier drinking yeah. so um, anyways uh, so I would probably say Sevilla and then I did brew school so that was uh uh, spent time in Chicago and Germany. It was a crash course. It was basically like a year and a half of uh, information in, in like four months. Yeah. Um, but that was in Germany. I, I stayed with my cousins. My my mom's side's from Bavaria, and so I had cousins in Munich and stayed with them. And uh, uh, that was amazing. That was like yeah. the best time of my life. It was yeah. uh, you know, but with a bunch of beer snobs. Um, not not even beer snobs. Just cool people who were part of the industry already in it or trying to be in it and we explored tried a bunch of beer had the meat sweats about every night um, <laughs> again probably 20 pounds and have never recovered uh <laughs> like my wife saw me after a decent amount of time she's like what happened to you i was like meat <laughs> and beer, <laughs> meat and beer. <laughs> yeah. it was the best thing yeah. ever yeah, that was pretty amazing. But uh, no, yeah, we had, that that was a really cool experience. And w one thing with that is, at the end, we did about a fourteen day. Uh, the whole class did a fourteen day road trip, and so we oh, went nice. through. We hit up like eight breweries in Austria. Went to um, Slovenia, and then up back through Vienna into the Czech Republic, okay. um, and went to the original, the not original, the Budweiser. 
Um, so, but yeah, there's Budweiser in the Czech Republic. Um, yeah. And there's lawsuits and stuff going on, but, oh, okay. and always will be, I think. Yeah. But uh, so the Budweiser there is the only country ran um, or federal, whatever, ran uh, brewery in the Czech Republic now. Wow. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And then we went to um, Pilsner Kell, which a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back into Germany. And, and, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that was a, that was an unbelievable experience. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I got to ask, like, okay, so you're in brewery school. Like, I assume you sample a lot. Like, are you able to remain sober during? <laughs> yeah, so. so How do you do that? <laughs> I just want to know. Um, yeah, I mean, we did samples, but, like, that was more after class. So it, it okay, was, like, it was okay, hardcore, okay. like, classroom stuff, too. Oh, okay, um, okay. And we also had a brewery. Uh, so in, in Chicago, it was, it was eight hours of classroom. Okay. Um, and then we would go study. It was, it was, we went through module after module, had tests at the end of the modules. Like we hit it really, really hard. Um, and just when we'd study, we would drink. Um, and that would okay, be, yeah, okay. so inspiration. But that would be like we were, you know, we would go to different beer bars around Chicago. Um, and that got expensive, but that was a, that was a great experience. And then yeah. um, in Germany, it was, uh, they had an active brewery in, in the school. Okay. Um, and so we did the brewery there, you know, would work there. They also had a bottling line, bottle washer, all this stuff. Um, and so got to experience all that hands-on. So we would do, you know, say it was an eight-hour, I don't remember exactly how long, but say it was an eight-hour school day, you know, five hours would be classroom, and then three hours would be either in the brewery or um, if we made a beer, um, particular beer that day, you know, that was like a five, five hour, six hour, um, process yeah. just cause it's, it's making beer. So it takes a while, but, yeah. um, you know, and then we would drink, yeah. um, afterwards and okay. then eat, a, eat a lot of like Wiener schnitzel and sausages and, you know, stuff without any vegetables. It was fun though. It sounds like a great time though. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was awesome. It's yeah. not cheap though, so there is definitely that. Yeah. Um, but no, is you know we we did our best to experience uh, Munich. That's for sure. Dope. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I hope Lisa and I are hoping to go to Germany next summer. Well, reach out. I got cousins who would probably welcome awesome. you. Yeah. Yeah, we're both mostly German. So. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm half German. Yeah. So my grandma's from Würzburg, Germany, and my grandpa's from Aschaffensburg, which is like a 23 in me. I have absolutely no idea <laughs> where anybody. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Extended family wise, I'm not exceeding. You know, I have no idea. Okay. So next kind of section. Um, yeah, I might say we pause and take a bathroom break. Is that cool? Tinkle time. Yeah. Yep. Tinkle time. Pause and then part Let's do two. this. From the bathroom break. All right. So, transitioning from beer. Now, one of the things we talk about a lot on this podcast is like hiking and national parks and things like that. So, mm-hmm. how, how have... Uh, not only in America, um, but 
you know, just all over the world where you've been, how, how public lands influence your travel and like, you know, what are some of those memorable experiences in areas where everyone can go and, you know, see what this beautiful world's got to offer? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've, when it, when it comes to, um, you know, hitting up a bunch of the national parks and other, in other areas, other countries and stuff, but I, I haven't, I'll tell you the truth, like in Germany, yeah, and in Europe, I we we did more like sightseeing than okay. we did like explore nature and stuff, which I I wish I would have um, mm-hmm. done more. Like, you know, the best example of that is like we went to a couple of buddies and I rented a car and we drove from Munich down through. Um, shoot, I forget the town, but to Innsbruck which okay. is uh, in the mountains that hosted the Winter Olympics um, oh, cool. in Austria a um, couple times. You could see, like, the ski jump yeah. on the side of the mountain coming down into Innsbruck and stuff. Uh, that was really, really cool. But what we when we drove back into Germany, we were stopping at a, a few, um, you know, beautiful places and, yeah. and or you could hike up and then go on this cool sus- suspension bridge or some other things. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and Central Europe didn't do nearly as much as I, I wish I would have. Um, but, you know, there's so many things you, like, yeah. you just don't have time. Yeah. But uh, in in Costa Rica, we did a good job of, of exploring different places and, and mm-hmm. uh, going outdoors. And one thing, too, is, like, to go into town, we were a couple miles away. So we were always, you know, we were taking back roads or, uh, you know, trails yeah. and stuff like that. And, and uh you know, it was so it it wasn't as uh, developed in terms of roads and stuff like that, like here. So you know, there's a lot more exploring to be had, even in yeah. a car. Like you could just drive through these backcountry yeah. roads and stuff. And so that was pretty cool. But um, you know, in the United States, I definitely explored a lot more mm-hmm. um, in wilderness wise. I mean, we've got countless millions of square miles of of you know. Uh, untouched land yeah which is getting more and more touched which sucks yeah um so um i think i just got paid you heard that sound yeah there you go venmo thank you um but anyways uh yeah and then when we lived in oregon that was an unbelievable uh place to explore uh and then obviously colorado like Mm -hmm. we we chose places where we could explore and then come back here is kind of like stressing me out a little bit yeah you know outdoors is is not compared you know outdoors here compared to what we're used to around kansas city yeah no i uh yeah i should probably turn that down no no worries people like the star wars (laughs) um yeah oregon like the pacific northwest is one of the places that i have on my list like so um, did you do like Mount Rainier and stuff like that? No. So um, me and a buddy did um, like the base of Mount Hood. Okay. Uh, some, you know, basic stuff. But we had Mount Bachelor, which is a, um, a pretty big mountain and one of the most. Um, it's a ski resort mountain that does 300, a 360 around the cone. Yeah. Um, which is pretty amazing. But uh, there's a lot to do around there. That's a big mountain. It's like the fourth most uh, acreage of any ski resort in North America. Oh, nice. um, but 
out there. There's a lot of trail. It, I mean, it's just extremely outdoorsy. It is unbelievable. There's, you know, peaks. Just it's east of the Cascades, so it's high desert there. Yeah. Um, mild weather for the most part. It, it was beautiful and a lot to do. And then they have Cascade Lakes, which is a chain of uh, natural lakes and a few reservoirs. But um, yeah. there's probably like 10 lakes up in this probably, I don't know, 8,000-foot elevation level. And it was just beautiful. Yeah. And it, I miss it. Like, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. But now Bend is also like the fourth fastest-growing place in the country right now. So yeah. And it has been for like the last three years. Yeah. So um, there's a lot, a lot of people going there, but yeah, um, you know, there, it was just gorgeous and so much to do, and, and love that. And then where we lived in Colorado, uh, we had the White River Natural Forest, which I believe was is the biggest natural forest yeah, or um, national forest in um, is it the in North is America. It the biggest piece of public land. I believe so. It, yeah. it runs like it's half of the state of Colorado. And, yeah, I and, think that's like what Doug said. Yeah, yeah like, I think it goes into Utah, I want to say, too, yeah. and, and possibly down into uh, – I could be wrong, but possibly down in, like, New Mexico. Or something yeah, too. but it's huge. Yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, when we were there last weekend, we literally left his backyard and just, yeah. just went. Yeah, he, he – yeah, Doug lives in a pretty sweet spot, and yeah, uh, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. But uh, you know, we, we were all excited when we found out we live next to each, excuse me, next to each other. Um, we were living in uh, Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Doug was in Eagle, and so that was about a thirty-five minute drive. And we were so stoked to be close to each other. We saw each other maybe five times in the two and a half years we were there, yeah. which sucked because like we're just busy you know with teachers and there we're always involved in sports and all this other stuff and yeah and then we had our own business so it sucked not seeing them but uh yeah um yeah their their location though is, is really cool there's world-class mountain biking right there too so yeah they um, do. Yeah. yeah that's where we were we saw some people dirt biking and things like that mm-hmm. yeah well and it's funny because i for about six months i worked at a brewery that was about i don't know five six miles from his house still only saw him like one time in that time i was there. seriously yeah you know you was just worked the bonfire brewery? yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i worked there for yeah i guess it was six months part-time yeah um you know the commute was 35 40 minutes so it kind of added up and whenever you get you know you have that drive and whenever you're done working you're like i need to get home yeah um so yeah just life that's things. pretty far yeah um, but did you like that place? I, had I a loved it. Of their beers while I was there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, They're yeah. Um, Boneyard did great stuff. Um, yeah. You know, they were kind of going through a transition when I was there and, and kind of reevaluating themselves and stuff. But they, they, the owners were amazing. Yeah. Uh, some of the guys there were great. Um, I ruffled a few feathers. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. You know, a few of those guys had had that was the first brewery they worked at and. Uh, the head brewer that were there was there when they first started had left uh, mm. to move on. He was he was a really cool guy and did cool stuff. But uh, they, you know, they they only knew that. So for someone to come in and kind of challenge the the status quo there, it kind of ruffled a few feathers. So yeah. But but they do great stuff, and and the owner was really supportive of me and, and the culture. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, anytime you go in and ruffle or. Anything new normally ruffles feathers. Yeah. You 
yeah, yeah. and that's I, I kind of enjoy it too. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. And it uh, equals growth in most instances. Yeah. 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 Which is always fun. Um, so. Uh, all right, so th- this is an area that I'm kind of interested in because I'm approaching this section of my life, but um, the area of parenthood and still exploring life. Oofta. Yeah. Huh? I said oofta. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big topic. Yeah, that's got to be like the most difficult thing ever. Yeah, so I have a three-year-old. and yeah. um, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, she's karma, totally. Yeah. Like, that's not her name. She's just like payback for <laughs> me. Um, but she, uh, yeah, so that was, I had some, have, not had, have some resentments, I think, about mm-hmm. how I was raised. It's not normal, not necessarily, it's not against my parents, it's just more like the culture yeah. that we kind of yeah. grew up in and how kind of closed-minded it is and, and yeah. you know, um, using religion as a, as a license to to be a dick um really <laughs> and and some other stuff and and it's like you know padded in a way where it's like oh we're doing good things but then it's like you're not being yeah. good to other people even though it says so but anyways um you know there there's a lot of like cultural stuff that i kind of have issues with and and yeah you know we kind of hit the high school topic a little bit too there's some yeah. of that some of the uh don't disrespect my family or my wife but she better stay in the kitchen type thing um yeah yeah, yeah. you know sure. uh, you know and some of the things where we were taught to think about other people or other types of people the gay community the black community the Jew- jewish community stuff like that and yeah. um and we really had no idea no no and you're like you grow up thinking one thing and then you actually like see the world and you're like oh shit i was a dickhead yeah um but uh yeah anyways like coming back has we came back for multiple reasons and and uh but um we we want to surround ourselves with people that kind of think the way we do and are very welcoming and open to anybody and everybody and um you know so we're trying to find that group that we could surround our daughter with Mm -hmm. and and uh, have those good influences and be very open and and welcoming and and uh caring for everyone um you know and and we want to have people who look different than her and believe different than her and all that type of stuff uh kind of challenge her um belief system and all that so that's one thing kansas city is really cool because it has changed yeah um and and it's still changing and it's becoming a lot more eclectic and all that um but uh yeah we're just trying to find you know the right pieces affordability is one thing too because a lot of people want what we want and the areas where there is that is becoming much more expensive so yeah uh you know we're just weighing it all out but uh um we love our families and everything but we want to we still like kind of be separate a little bit too yeah your independence yeah yeah well especially living like on the other side of the country and then all of a sudden and right now we're uh, we were pursuing a house and it fell through. So we're in our parents' basement. So going from like, yeah, like, you know, being drive wise, 28 hours away in call in Oregon and, uh, 
12 hours away in Colorado to in their basement is a uh, culture shock and uh, not fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I love them, like but, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, you're just in the thick of it now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's cool. Um, you know, because I think I, when we went to private school, I think that was more the thing. Like, we're going to private school. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I, I don't know. I guess at least me, I feel like the consequences of some of our um, co-students, their mindsets and how their families thought and things like that. Yeah, and like... Was definitely not anticipated whatsoever. No, and if you, like, think about the shit that, like... You okay with this language? Because I get potty Go mouth. Go for it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you think about the shit that, like, parents told us. Yeah. And not even in high school, but, like, grade school, too. Yeah. But, like... And caveat, it, not our parents, not... Right, I think. No, I no, I mean, like, but. you know, my... You know, my parents were, were really good people and stuff, but, like, there's some yeah. things where it's like, man, there wasn't as big of an open mindset sometimes and yeah. stuff but um but no especially like some of the other parents and stuff like some of the yeah. things that like they would say mm-hmm. about other people or types of people and it was like yeah and you would eat that up you know as a, as a high school you're like oh adults yeah. you know these cool adults are awesome yeah. and i want to be like them and In then you're like bubble they appeared to yeah and you're like holy crap like you know when you start meeting these some of these people and yeah. you're like Ah, you're really cool and not like what we thought. Yeah. There's a reason why like our high school, for example, was only had like four black people at yeah. any one time. Yeah. You know? Um It was just yeah. anyways, that's a whole different topic and probably yeah, a whole yeah, different, a whole different uh podcast. podcast but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. Recovering. We're still recovering. Yeah. For sure. But it you know. But it's not even that one school, and it's not even about the school to me. It's it's about the community and and you know the suburbs. For me, like I think about it too. I I don't want to be in suburbs. Um, And and reason being is there's multiple reasons. White flight is one. Uh, Mm -hmm. The car helped that people could commute. So with the with the invention of the car, it allowed people to get outside of downtown and. And, yeah. and stuff but when groups certain types of people would be in an area and scare other people then these people would leave mm-hmm. um, and kind of start their own quote unquote commune mm-hmm. I guess you know is think a certain way believe a certain way you could start new in the suburbs or outer suburbs and uh, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what's happened um, like this you, neighborhood you does this thing kind of yeah deal. and you see it where there's certain types of people in suburbs like certain yeah you know there's some communities that are very catholic there's some communities that are very baptist some that are very uh whatever even certain yeah. ethnicities um mm-hmm. you know and it, it's uh you know that's it's i notice it yeah. now that i've been different places and i'm aware of it and and so for me my passion is making beer and and my um, mission is to uh, celebrate diversity and inclusivity and challenge the status quo and challenge the industries and and uh, and so I'm I'm not saying I'm like woke yeah. or anything like that like more than anyone else but I like think about that a lot yeah. and I, I'm aware of it and I, I notice it and yeah. um, I don't know I just I also enjoy talking about it and, and yeah. calling th- things and people out and well 
part of my stress about coming back and raising my daughter in, in these areas where I'm like, I've really thought about it a lot. Well, yeah, you remember the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's cool to see Kansas City is very different than what I expected even. Yeah. Because we'd come back for a vac... Um, not vacation, but uh, family Just stuff. To see family, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, you have a set schedule, so you don't do a lot. But now that we spend time here, we're in... City Market, for example, is amazing. Tons oh, of yeah, culture, yeah. great foodie scene. Um, yeah. But, like, crossroads and other parts of town are, are pretty amazing. So yeah, um, it's cool to see how open Kansas City has become, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I totally went on tangents, like four of them there. Yeah, it's fun. And so, so box stuff. It's okay. The, uh, the crowd gets to know who you are then. Well, I guess I'll kind of tie it back. Um, you know, like, travel outdoors community, I mean, how do you feel – how diverse do you feel that is? The outdoor community's not. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, it's definitely, um, well, uh, you look like it. I do. A yeah. beard, uh, a Patagonia hat, and a. Yeah, like a flannel flannel wool, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate but, to be the stereotype. I enjoy it, though. No, 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 no. And, and I'm not, like, calling you out on that. But it's, yeah. like, it's a lot of people who look like, well, even me, too. I have, like, uh, some facial hair. Well, I can grow. Yeah. But I wear, a, you know, a trucker hat and flannel. And yeah. that's, like, you know, and that's my look, quote, unquote. But it's not original. But it's it's those types of people that tend to be out there and outdoors and stuff. Yeah. It, that's a generality. But, um it's it's still not a very diverse uh yeah. thing and I, I also think that's something that i really want to be a part of too here is yeah. use the brewery as leverage whether it's here eventually i'd like to start my own um you know and pursue my you know my mission but yeah. um use it as a springboard to do good and also leverage or in and allow other people and people of the inner city to explore different places and yeah um there's some really cool groups in colorado that i i kind of came to know Mm-hmm. Or, or like have conversations with that do really cool stuff. They get inner city kids uh, yeah. into the mountains and, and bring those diverse communities, which are traditionally uh, kept in those yeah. specific areas and, and with very few opportunities, give them the opportunity to explore. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's something that I think a lot of people should, should consider and work on. And, and nature helps. Nature's yeah. healing. So uh, yeah. the ability to get these people you know especially those inner city minority groups but um just people who don't have the opportunity to go out the ability to get them out would be amazing anybody who just isn't aware i suppose yeah yeah the positive effects yeah nature yeah i mean out here we've we've got some cool places but i really you know exploring like northern arkansas northern arkansas is unbelievable the mountains there are some of the most beautiful like big hills but um big hills are yeah yeah but they're beautiful and and um there's a lot to do and so the ability to yeah. uh you know if if schools could do like weekend trips down there that would be unbelievable uh, yeah. and that's that's like very outdoors uh, it's a uh, yeah it is and and just the studies coming out on time in nature and then you know reduced anxiety depression all those kind of things so yeah, um, that and weed helps too. I'm yeah. just kidding. I don't. I don't do well, that yeah, anymore. It does, but, um, Only legally. So, uh, I'm moving to Colorado. No. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a 
it's always something whether it's someone who's just stuck in a cubicle all the time or or feels like they're stuck in a cubicle all the time or introducing or taking someone on a hike for the first time i think that's yeah i mean we we my wife and i talked about it like you know we own our own business in glenwood um Mm -hmm. in colorado but we always felt like we needed to work on something or the next thing and keep you know there's always something we felt like we needed to do so we never utilized or, or took advantage of the place that we lived in and we moved there to take advantage yeah. of it but like owning our business we just felt obligated but when we did go out we would feel better yeah. and then and then it's like why don't we do it more but then yeah. we keep finding shit to do to like stop us from doing that it and so the, you know it was that cycle yeah but um we definitely felt better you know yeah. better about us better about um us individually and us as a as a you know partnership yeah um and we just didn't do enough yeah. and, and and then we come here and we i reflect on that and i'm like ah oh, shit like yeah i totally dropped the ball on that shit yeah but yeah 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 well well i you know i'm here most of the time but I don't know, I just try and stay... I guess I'm a little further north around, like, state parks and things like that. Yeah. So I just try to escape Watkins Mill. Hmm? Isn't that a place? Like yeah, Watkins Mill. Um, Wallace State Park is great. Yeah. Uh, Crowder State Park. Yeah. They're all pretty decent Weston. escapes. Huh? Weston. Yeah, Weston. I proposed to my wife in Weston. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I almost uh, dropped the ring through. So there's this, like, overlook... Yeah. Um, this deck type overlook, and I like pulled out the ring box, and I had the ring in my finger, and I was like about to kneel down, and then it dropped. Luckily, it didn't fall like through the through the actual deck. Yeah. Um, if it would have, it would drop like 15 feet into woods. Um, so that would have <laughs> been fortunate. terrible. Yeah, that would have sucked. That would have. Um, but yeah, anyways, Weston, it's beautiful. Yeah. Check it out. It's beautiful. They got a brewery up there and a distillery. What's the brewery up there? Uh, Weston Brewing oh, Company, okay. but like they're part of a brew pub called uh, O'Malley's. That's it. a restaurant. Yeah. O'Malley's is the bar that's like underground, and then they have a restaurant called um, uh, American Bowman, and the restaurant's oh, okay. actually great. Yeah. Oh, it is. Cool. That was I actually worked there. That was the first brewery I worked at. Um, oh really? Yeah. So I volunteered for a couple months, and then they finally paid me. Nice. Uh, like minimum wage, but whatever. It was yeah. it was an intro, so yeah. that's a little nice piece. How many breweries heart. have you worked at? Probably too many, but um, let's see, including volunteering. Yeah. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and a lot of things like in the beer industry is. To move up, you have to, a lot of times, wait for other positions in other breweries to become vacant. So, yeah, there's a lot of places where a brewer has been there a long time or uh, whatever, or you just wait for them to find another one. But, you know, there's, it's, yeah, to move up, you tend to switch jobs. Whereas, yeah, there's not a ton of turnover in some of these places. Okay. Especially for, like, head brewer positions. Gotcha. All right, so the last of the main attempt at, you know, semi-serious mm-hmm. questions. Okay, so 
you know, your life started in the Midwest, you know, with that path of there's a lot of, you're quite literally in the middle, a lot of world to go out and explore. Um, what advice would you give to someone in that place that you were that is thinking about or not quite introduced to the idea of going out and exploring the world? So, like, so you're asking, like, how would I encourage them to, to pursue yeah. it or? Yeah, encourage them yeah. or, um, you know, just, well, I guess if they have that same, they kind of have that drive that they don't necessarily have, um, aren't able to articulate themselves. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, how would you help push them in that direction? Yeah, um, so, I don't know. One, one thing is, like, especially... You know, what I, I think about, especially here in the Midwest, is there's a culture of work. Yeah. Go home, eat, watch TV, and go to sleep, and then and then repeat. Yeah. And then on the weekend, you watch TV, hang out with some friends, and then go to sleep. And yeah. then go to church, hang out with family, and then go to sleep. Um, and, and that's kind of the culture. Um, yeah. And that was another stress point for me coming back. But uh, so you kind of have a schedule and, and, and a lot of things are on repeat. So set something in your schedule. So that like I, we had to do that sometimes. It's like we're, we're setting these days and we're going. Yeah. Um, because if I didn't, then I would find excuses not to do yeah. some of this. I wanted it, but at the same time, like eh, it kind of took effort because I would have to drive 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up, yeah, just put it in your schedule and say, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do it yeah. and, and do it. Um, I, I still need to do it. I need to like listen to myself. Um, yeah. but like even we now here at the brewery, I, all I do is work. Um, yeah. and I use work as an excuse to not do yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, just put it in your schedule and say, you're going to do it and do it. Um, yeah. and, and for me, what I like, I, I take I talk about things and I take it, I get really pissed when I don't do something that I say I'm going to do. So like, I would actually talk about, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I would hold myself accountable to it too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of other things that I should probably do that I don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like something like, especially going out is like, talk about doing it, put it in your schedule and do it. Yeah. Um, plus people get jealous. They're like, Oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, well, yeah, you, you can just do it. But um, or bring people with you. That always helps too. Is like bring a friend. Yeah. But I don't know. Fit it in your schedule. If you think you're, you know, you're too busy or something, just put it in for an hour and a half or something, and go to Weston or go to Watkins Mill or go to uh, these other places at Wallace um, yeah. and check them out. Uh, yeah. Squaw, Squaw Valley or Squaw. Yeah. Not Squaw Valley, but Squaw something. Nature. Squaw Creek. Squaw Creek. Yeah, Nature Reserve. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a cool area too. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like go, um, yeah. and just yeah, tell people like, sorry, I'm going. I've got this in my schedule, and I'm going to do it. So do it. Um, that might be incentive first, and then once you kind of get the taste, then yeah, hopefully it motivates. Yeah, I might do that now. Do it. Take do your it. own advice. <laughs> it's great exactly. advice. Exactly. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of the time, whether it's like. A, two hours or two days i mean some of the most beautiful places in the world are right at a lot of people's fingertips so yeah yeah and it's, it's easy to caught in the gr- get caught in the grind and all that yeah and I, i've 
super guilty of everybody yeah yeah i'm guilty of it mm. i mean yeah everybody's guilty yeah. of it all the time we freaking but. lived like my wife and i lived in this unbelievable valley and yeah like we went and hiked in two and a half years we probably hiked i don't know 15 times and that's it yeah and that's like nothing you yeah. know um you know we just got caught in the grind so yeah. maybe leaving it will light that fire under ass to actually go yeah. back um, yeah you know and make it a point yeah so just the process of growth yeah that fun thing truth yeah so are you ready for some rapid fire questions kind of wrap it bring up? it all right damn we've been going for like an hour 20 already. that's it huh that's it what, does it feel longer <laughs> no has been that enjoyable? Okay. Oh, jeez. All right. I'm going to hype these up. These are crazy. Literally the most insane questions I've ever asked on the podcast. Okay. Hey, and I think you're the 10th episode. So, by the way. Oh, man. So, feel, feel proud about that. Okay. Top three favorite places to travel. Top three. Um... So Germany was one. Okay. Um, Revelstoke was unbelievable. Absolutely loved it. Okay. Um, and then in uh, I'm trying to be rapid, but yeah, it's okay. Things, it doesn't have to be rapid fire. Yeah, my brain's slow. Um, shoot, I don't know. I I would say the Cascade Lakes, where when there's not a lot of people up there, the Cascade Lakes are unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, super peaceful, frigid freaking water, but it was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing up there. So those those are probably some of the best places. Um, I don't know. Sevilla. Where is Sevilla? Sevilla is like southern, I believe it's central southern Spain. Central southern Spain. I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I need to look yeah. at a map. I do love Cascade Lakes. Or just like mountain lakes in general. Yeah. They're always a great swim. No, it's like super cold and terrible, yeah. but okay. It's a good top three. Yeah. There's a also a specific lake. lake in there. What specific lake? Uh, I don't even remember the names right now. Um, Lava is, Lake's amazing. Lava okay. Lake's, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's like... 20 lakes, 30 lakes up there or something. Maybe yeah. more, but it's freaking amazing. Colorado is just like insane. Mm. Okay. Out of all the places you've been, whether it's like meat in Germany or fruit in Costa Rica, what is like the favorite food, dish, meal, whatever that you remember having during those times? So, my cousin's husband okay. um, didn't finish that he made um, Wiener Schnitzel that was out of this freaking world that yeah. was amazing um, and he's I think he used a little bit of paprika too mm-hmm. um, so that, that was outstanding um, when we were in Sevilla my sister's host mom who could like barely speak English yeah uh, made a giant thing of uh, paella yeah that was out of this world that was that was it was huge too it was like it was like three feet across this giant bowl thing and we just kept eating there was like crawfish in it or or like shrimp and yeah 
I, I don't know. I call them crawfish, but whatever. Like yeah, so their type of things. Yeah, I know, right? Or crawdaddies. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know that that definitely sticks out. Um, in Revelstoke, I had some unbelievable poutine. Uh, which what is, is that? poutine is Canadian food. It's French fries with gravy and cheese curds. Um, it's really healthy, but um, there may have been alcohol and maybe another substance involved. But yeah, um, it was just one of those times where it's like you're just happy, and yeah. it was it was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So I know that's three. I think I said, but yeah. Um, hey, oh, it's cool. Actually, I know. Um, so, vice first. It's a German. It's a German sausage. It's like veal and some other stuff. Uh, it's really ground up sausage, and they it's cooked in a broth. So okay. it's a very insanely moist sausage. It sounds terrible when I describe it like that, but um, <laughs> it's a I like moist sausage. <laughs> uh, but it's unbelievable, and it's actually a breakfast food. But like. I had it at this place called uh, Schleppel Seppel. And it's, uh, I believe it was in Aschaffensburg. I could be wrong. Or maybe Augsburg. But uh, um, in Germany. But it's this amazing, unbelievable food. And you put it in Bavarian mustard. And you have pretzels with it. Yeah. And holy crap. And that was like mind-blowing. And since then, that, like I always think of that. Um, so that was that's probably my number one. Okay. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. So takeaway, Damon likes moist sausage. <laughs> I like moist sausages. <laughs> no, but yeah, those all sounds delicious, and I haven't had dinner yet, so yeah, I don't I'm know starving. how I'm gonna recreate any of those. I had a protein shake for lunch, and that was it. Probably gonna like have eggs and beans. Like it's just no. <laughs> probably gonna go to Taco Bell. Fucking Taco. <laughs> um, <laughs> I right. like saying that too. Okay. So, last question here. Well, potentially, but we'll see. Um, One hour later. What book would you recommend to everyone listening? Mm. And you can do a fiction and non-fiction if that helps. No, I'm... Okay, yeah. So, I got two, actually. So, my all-time favorite book is Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. Okay. Um, I'm going to get a tattoo of it, too. But... um, it, it's a self-discovery book about yeah. a uh, yeah a Indian guy who who's just like uh, pressured by essentially his family to become this deep devout um, yeah. monk uh, yeah. basically and and he uh, he kind of goes off and does his own um, exploration in the world and, and it he dives deep and and. Uh, uh, experiences all these things like women and he becomes a fairy um, huh. I forget what it's called but yeah. it, it takes people across the river and all this stuff but he, it, he just learns a lot through experience in life and I, I really appreciate that mm-hmm. um, and I find life more spiritual and insightful than reading book or reading like religious texts and all that stuff yeah. so um that's kind of what i got out of it and i think it's very very self-discovery driven and very insightful um and then another book uh, malcolm gladwell's uh, uh outliers okay. um he's 
kind of a revisionist history type. He, yeah, former reporter now does books and like long essays and stuff like that. But he uh, he also has a podcast that's amazing too. Revisionist history mm-hmm. worth looking into. But um, he this just talks about how certain people are outliers or stand out, you know, among a crowd and all this stuff. And and so if you ever heard, I believe it was like the the ten thousand hours or fifty yeah. or forty thousand hours or whatever it is to become a professional in your yeah. uh, or industry or whatever that was him so okay. uh that kind of came up with that but um the book outliers is just it's, it's just really interesting and it talks about how be, people become you know different and stand out and do all that type of stuff um and it's just cool it, it's just human humans are cool and and disturbing and all that but yeah. um I like looking at the psychology of people and, and mm-hmm. why we are the way we are, why we do what we do. Yeah. Um, and, and he's unbelievable at that. And that book, I, I, that was like the only, that was the first book I read in college and that was like senior year. <laughs> like, you know, in college you basically do as little as possible, but that one, like I yeah. read, I started and I finished it and I wanted to read more. Um, yeah. And so he, um, he kind of got me hooked in that genre and stuff too, but really interesting. And it, it yeah. and it's just, cool i like it yeah that's awesome yep cool well that about wraps it up anything any last words for the podcast not no no come uh yeah come by strange days come check us out we're doing cool stuff um always welcoming to anybody and everybody yeah um don't care who you are where you're from just don't be an asshole yep those are i feel like everyone should just like have that written down on a piece of paper in their pocket yeah like for life but all right right. those are some great closing words don't care (laughs) who you are where you're from just do not be an asshole all right thank you for listening to the humble adventures podcast i appreciate and love you all so thank you have a good one